Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to another episode of So I Married a Horror Fan. How the devil is everyone? We hope that everyone's having a good time, having a good... I was going to say week, because we're recording this a week before it's due to come out, but like, it's still a Monday, so it doesn't really make any difference. I mean, you can decide you're having a shit, shit time at 9am on a Monday morning. Yeah. Um, hi, I am Simon. I'm Lee. And today we are looking at episode two of our three calls months um today we are bringing you episode 113 and we are looking at halloween three season of the witch yeah before we get into this some news broke before we recorded this the news will be a week old by the time this episode comes out but i kind of want to get your feelings on it uh-huh. so as we, we were getting ready to sit and watch this movie, the news broke that they are gearing up to do a legacy sequel to I Know What You Did Last Summer, um, which is going to bring back Jennifer Love Hewitt, Freddie Prinze Jr., a brand new cast, and it's going to take place in real time. And it's going to be directed by... Oh, fuck, I did have her name written down. Uh, the chick who directed uh, Do Revenge... Can you just look that up for me a second so I can know who her name is? The it's actual Kate, revenge mommy. It's Kate Kate Ian Robinson, I think. I don't know, but I literally started typing revenge mommy and I was like, that's not what I want to... Jennifer Kate Ian Robinson. There we go. And Leah, uh... Leah McKendrick is writing it. Um, you've never seen any of the other we did last summer movies, have, have you? I how do you feel about... Uh, I mean, that's going to change pretty soon. Spoiler alert. We are covering one of them at some point this year. Yes. Um, how do you feel about a legacy sequel? Do you think it's a step too far? I feel like it's not needed. And uh, that's all I want to say. See, I love I Know What You Did Last Summer. Like, as a kid, I thought it was okay. I thought it was fairly middling in comparison to Scream and Halloween H2O and... The Faculty and Urban Legend. But I watched both of them because I bought that Blu-ray box set fairly recently and I watched both of them fairly recently and I was like, you know what? These are I. I don't mind them. Uh, Freddie Prince is a king, but Freddie Prince is a king in everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I am in the agreement of everybody else that Sarah Michelle Gellar's character, Hel- Helen Shivers, should have been the final girl in the face of the franchise, not Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jennifer Love Hewitt as Julie James is one of the blandest final girls in history. Um, but what do you think about this whole, like, legacy sequel thing? Like, we could argue that Star Wars kicked it off with The Force Awakens, then we got Scream, and then we kind of got Candyman, then we got Ghostbusters... And now Hellraiser. Hell, Hellraiser's not really legacy sequels. It doesn't bring back any of the original characters. But this is what we're talking about. Like a legacy sequel is like a forty years later sequel. Like Halloween is like the new Halloween is like a sequel to the original. So it ignores everything else, and it's just a sequel set in real time. Like the new Exorcist movie is going to be one, etc. So like Ghostbusters Afterlife, it brings back the original characters for a new sequel, and then hands off to like other people. Um, they've only done it, and like the the fucking news report was very blatant. So they just went. So Sony has realised that Scream made a fuckload of money, and Scream Six is going to make a fuckload of money. Like, what properties do we have lying around? Um, I'm 
kind of interested in it in the same way that I'm kind of interested in anything like this. Could they not have picked a better horror movie property? Do they not have other ones? Well, the dude who produced it is the same dude who produced Urban Legend. But and is I'm like, that also a Sony film? Yeah, it's a, Urban Legend was a Sony film and it was produced by the same dude. I'm like, get somebody get a fucking Jamie Blanks on the phone, the dude who made the first Urban Legend movie. Let's pick up the thread... Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the Urban Legend movies, the killer from the first Urban Legend movie survives, and then at the end, they meet the killer from the second Urban Legend movie, and they tease that they are going to team up. Give me that fucking movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just... I don't really know how I feel about it, and I don't really think you have an opinion. I think... In a in a lot of weird ways, the I Know What You Did Last Summer franchise is kind of tainted by that shite Amazon show. I watched one episode of that and I pieced the fuck out immediately because it was fucking garbage. Yeah. Um, we don't have a legacy sequel to Fright Night. Well, the original. Mm. <laughs> um, they did Craft as well, didn't they? Yeah, because uh, isn't one of the kids in it Nancy's daughter? Yeah. Or some shit. Do a legacy sequel to Idle Hands. That's a Sony one, apparently. Yeah. I'd love to see Jacked Devon Sawa with his Jacked Devil Hands. Legacy sequel, sequel to the Mothman Prophecies. <laughs> I'm putting it out there. Just fucking Mothman going around teabagging people. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of got a legacy sequel to The Evil Dead because Ash did come back and he did the series legacy sequel to the convent covenant covenant oh fuck off please make it happen no i i i think that fresh is already a legacy sequel to the covenant yeah after being defeated and losing all of his powers caleb danvers became is it caleb he plays no caleb's one of the main four yeah, but I thought that's who Turtleneck... Oh, no, Turtleneck Steve's the other one, isn't he? Yeah, he plays the, the one yeah. who got banished. Legacy so, sequel to Legion. Oh, fuck, fuck my ass. I can't remember how Legion ends. It might end they with did the end one, of the world. They did one for Leprechaun. My homie Leprechaun got a fucking legacy sequel. They keep they keep threatening to do a Freddy one. Bringing Robert England back in, in his, like, 70s and bringing Heather Langenkamp back and doing, like, a Nightmare on Elm Street 40 like, the same way that they did, like, Halloween 40. I mean, to be fair, actually, I say they do a legacy sequel to Flatliners, but they kind of did already, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Am I right in saying that Keith Sutherland yeah, plays Keith the same character? Yeah, plays his character again. I've never seen Flatliners. Make. Guys, if you're listening to this episode, should I check out Flatliners? Yes. Like, we don't own it, do we? But uh, Arrow, we own the remake, but I think. Arrow, which I still haven't watched. Arrow did do a sweet Blu-ray of it recently. So next time there's an Arrow sale on, I might pick it up. I feel like we do own it, because I think it's weird that no, I own the I remake. Checked. Remember, I went to watch the... it a couple of weeks ago, and I yeah, checked, and we didn't have it. We, we didn't only have had it. the fucking shit one with Elliot Page. Because I think I got and... that for like a pound from CX. Because it's got Elliot Page, one of the Lunas or Gabriels it's or Diego's. A... Diego Luna's in it. Yeah. Like, I get him and Gabriel Luna confused because they have similar names. Like, I... But then you also get Gabriel Luna and Gabriel Bernal, whatever yeah. his name is, mixed up I well. think a lot of those dudes have very similar names. The only the only two that I don't, from a name standpoint, get confused is Pedro Pascal and Oscar Isaac, who fucking David Harbour in an interview recently when he was talking about A Violent Night was like, I want these motherfuckers to play the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, 
Yes. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, for just on a side note, while talking about hot Hispanic men, uh, Pedro Pascal is a gift to this planet. Oh, what? Fucking Daddy is a state of yeah, because he's been he's been uh, doing a lot of promotion for the Cordyceps Chronicles recently, hasn't he? Yeah. Oh my God! I saw an interview with him and I can't think what the little girl Bella was Ramsey. called. Bella Ramsey. And they were like, "I oh, would tell us your best dad jokes." Oh, is this the and monkey in the tree Isaac, joke? Yeah. Pedro Pascal. <laughs> Pedro Pascal's like, I can't really tell you any because none of them are Canadian. Then he tells you the monkey in the tree yeah, joke. That was, fucking like, joke oh. absolutely killed me when he said it. Like, the amount of interviews though, where it's like, where people say to him, like, "Oh, people tend to call you daddy," and he's like, "I am daddy. Daddy is a state of mind." <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Because well, they asked him in an interview, they're like, who's the bigger daddy, you or Oscar Isaac? Obviously, Oscar Isaac actually has kids. Yeah. And uh, he was like, yeah, Oscar Isaac is a dad. He was like, however, I think that I am daddy. Because they, they <laughs> have made a whole big thing recently so about him being like, basically just doing like various uh, nerd remakes of Lone Cub and Wolf. Yeah. Because that's like all the Mandalorian is. Yeah. That's all fucking The Last of Us is. Yeah. Although I still haven't seen The Last of Us. I don't know if I'm going to bother watching it. I feel it. like I will at some point, just because I do like uh, the pairing of him and Bella Ramsey as like a grouchy man in his 50s having to take care of a kid who's not I, his. I absolutely showed my ass at work today, though, because they were talking about The Last of Us. And they were like, it's on HBO. And I was like, I have never seen a show created by HBO other than Sex and the City. Like, I watched the entire run of Sex and the City and I've seen one of the films. I haven't seen the the reboot because I just didn't really want to watch it because Samantha didn't come back. But, like, because they were, like... So <laughs> I was, like... Such a Samantha. So they always talk about, like, prestige television. Like, I never watched The Sopranos. I never saw Six Feet Under. I watched one season of Game of Thrones for nefarious reasons and then never bothered watching the rest. And I was, like, I don't really... Someone said to me today, I think it was it was one of the managers at work, they're like, oh, I've just started watching uh, Game of Thrones. I was like, I want to fucking bother. Yeah. I was like, it's good. And then you hit the final season and... Brad Brad, start, Brad was talking about it. Yeah, it was Brad. So I, I was, was like, just not going to say his name. I don't give a fuck about doxing him. <laughs> <laughs> He's never going to listen to this. I don't think Brad even knows you do a podcast. I think we're fine. Um, so yeah, like fuck you, Brad. No, like, don't. I the, like Brad. The, I, the idea of legacy sequels is an interesting one. Like they did, they did it with Terminator. They brought Linda Hamilton back. They brought Arnie back. Although I say that Arnie's in every fucking Terminator movie. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I just think it's one of those things of like, it's just mining nostalgia. Like Scream. Like to me, Scream is a weird example of a legacy sequel. Because they made such a massive thing, and they even talk about it in Scream 5, of, like, you have to bring the original characters back, like, you have to do this. I was like, but every fucking Scream movie has all of the original characters, up, up until 6, has all of the original characters in it. Yeah. Like, they never went away. Like, they never ignored any of the sequels. They never went, oh, this one's a direct sequel to 1. It's just a franchise with a continuous story. So it doesn't really work as a requel or a legacy sequel. It's not like they went... I mean, they tried to fucking market it as such because they gave it the same name as the original. You can buy the original and the new one as a two-pack on Blu-ray. But, like, they acknowledge all of the movies, even the shitty sequels. What's up, Wes? The Um, thing is, though, is I feel like it was on purpose. Like, all of that stuff, I feel, was a little bit like them biting their thumb at the whole idea of legacy sequels and requels. As we found out the other day, they absolutely fucking mug Roman off in the fifth one. Because she's like, you didn't start this, Billy Loomis did. And I'm like, uh, two movies ago, 
your stepbrother was like, I orchestrated this shit. And she's like, nah, it was Billy. She's like, Roman who? So who's Roman? Who's yeah, this? Fuck Roman, who's man. this common bitch? <laughs> That's just some common um, bitch. So yeah, how do you feel about like I know we did last summer? Because you, I couldn't really give two shits. Yeah. <laughs> I've not seen the original, and I know Sarah and Michelle Gellar dies really early on in the uh, about halfway through. Yeah, and also what's his face dies Ryan as Felipe. well. Ryan Felipe. So therefore, I give zero fuck. Um, if you were like, I oh, will bring it back, Sarah Michelle Michelle Gellar and Ryan Felipe, and I've been like, fuck yeah, but. Uh, I don't particularly rate Freddie Prince Jr. as an actor, especially not after watching him in that trashy Christmas movie with Ella from Lucifer that I watched recently. And uh, I don't particularly like Jennifer Love Hughes. So I quite like uh, Freddie Prince Jr. for the fact that he is the human embodiment of a puppy. He is a little bit like a Labrador puppy. And I love him. Um, yeah, no. I'm not a big fan. I think the big problem is I'm not a big fan of Jennifer Love Hewitt, and it didn't help that she was in Criminal Minds for a bit, and I couldn't. St- the season she's in for that, the season seasons, I don't rewatch. I can't didn't fucking she, stand her. Didn't she do that weird fucking supernatural ghost show? Ghost Whisperer. Yes, yeah, she did. What is a Ghost Whisperer? She whispers to ghosts. I don't fucking know. I don't watch it. I don't so, like her. So- I feel like it's like do- like yeah, yeah, yeah like horse whisperers and stuff. I feel like it's very similar. It's like oh, pipes. <laughs> don't whisper. Like, that's not going to pick up you whispering. I don't pipes. care. I wasn't supposed to be like picking it up. I was just like trying to envision what a ghost whisperer does. Whispers at ghosts. I don't fucking know. Is it like she like talks to the dead and tries to help solve their murders? I think. Does she like help them like cross over? I think she helps solve murders. Is it like fucking... It's basically like every crime show that exists where somebody who's not a police officer helps the police solve cases. Like House. No, not House. Like uh, Castle and Bones and Blood Ties. I'm sure there is like a TV series where like the person can like connect to the dead and like help them solve their murders. Like now that uh, I've said it, that sounds very stitches familiar. Stitches that happens in they can like stitch into the memories yeah. of the de- like recently deceased. And they like help, but I don't. I wouldn't call it help solve the murders, but they solve the crimes. I don't know if they actually ever get the police involved. It's like if you ever... addresses that because it's it's not really a crime show. It's but yeah, stitches they can stitch into like, like the m- memories. Did you ever hear of the comic book Chew? About the dude who like eats part of the vi- like he eats bits of the victim and he can create a psychic link through eating them and no. helps. Yeah, like seriously, after this, after we finish recording, there's like I Google- like like eye zombie. Yeah, 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 like Google the the comic book Chew. He's like a dude. He like eats parts of the victim. Cannibal. Yeah, and he, he can solves their murders. And he can like he can like <laughs> connect to them through like eating them and. Like- you might be thinking about eye zombie though, because yeah, she eats yeah, their but brains like, no, she- Chew is Chew is legit. No, no, thing, no. When like- you were saying there's a TV mm. show where like they connect with like the memories. Of yeah, the I'm pretty sure that happens. No. With I feel like I feel like there's a movie or something where I've seen people like conversing with like the ghosts of the dead and they're like helping them like solve their murder. But then True Calling's very similar True to that. True Calling, as well. um oh fuck, what was the show I used to watch when I was younger? I only ran for a season. Um oh my god, it's about a band and they have an amulet and they can see the dead. And it's Is got... it Todd and the Book of Evil? No, 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 no. It's got the guy from who's in uh, Reaper and he's in Tucker and Dale. Oh, Tyler Levine. Yeah, he's in it. He plays the drummer of the band. Oh my god, what was that show called? You Dead know... Last. I don't know. It might be called Dead, Dead Last. I've never been able to find it again. It definitely exists. Like I haven't. You know, it, his but... brother is the guy that plays like the Jay from Jay and Silent Bob character in Freddy vs Jason. 
Uh, yes, I did know that. Because they look is it dead exactly alike. Yeah. Anyway, we have wasted 16 minutes of this episode talking about stuff that isn't related to the film that we're talking about. Anyone ever knows how to get a copy of the first season of Dead Lasso, please do let me know because I would love to rewatch it as an adult. Also, one last thing that I'd like to say about legacy sequels. We get Christy Swanson and we get Sarah Michelle Gellar and we do Buffy the Vampire Slayer Generations. Kind of like they did... Have you ever seen the movie Star Trek Generations? Mm, No. So for those of you out there that have never seen Star Trek Generations, arguably one of the best Star Trek movies, it's Picard and... um, Shatner's character. Who, I don't who does know. fucking Shatner play? I can't remember. I can't remember who. I don't watch Kirk. the Stasi Tracy. It's, it's Picard and Kirk teaming up to like stop Malcolm McDowell. And I was like, that's what we need. We need some like weird movie where we do a legacy sequel to the series and the film. And it's yeah, I don't watch Watson the Star Trek Gate shows. That's it. Podcast over. <laughs> I'm out. Um. I knew it'd piss you off, that's why I said it. Fucking Stargate was bullshit. Fuck you, Dean Devlin, you prick. I used to watch Stargate with my dad. Absolutely fuck I you. I remember watching Atlantis and just got Jason Momoa. Yeah, as a teenager. Mm. He was also in Baywatch Hawaii Nights. Mm. But yeah, fuck Dean Devlin. Roland Emmerich's alright though. Yeah, um, don't be coming for Dean Devlin. He makes so many shows I like. Doesn't mean he's not a prick. <laughs> I know, but I'm just literally like throwing my money at him constantly between librarians leverage and almost paradise i'm just like take my fucking money right yeah what are we talking about today uh well as we said at the beginning of the episode and as it says in the little description bit we're doing halloween three season of the witch how many days till halloween 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 how many days till halloween silver shamrock i don't know how many days to halloween it is for like 300 days of Halloween, no. It's 352 days in a year. 365. <laughs> oh, it's 52 weeks. 52 weeks. Fuck my ass. I wonder if we can Google it. How many days till Halloween? <laughs> oh, this episode's rapidly going downhill. How many days till Halloween? 267 days till Halloween. That's too fucking many. 267 days till Halloween doesn't fit. I have to wait until we get closer. Two, six, start seven days till Halloween. Still Halloween. doesn't fit. It's too many, too many um, syllables. Syllables. Thank you. Uh, right. Okay. Let's go <laughs> back to what I was doing. Uh, yeah, season of the witch. So directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, and written by Tommy Lee Wallace, uh, John Carpenter, and Nigel Neal. Yeah, Nigel Neal had his name taken off of it because he was like... Fuck and John this Carpenter is also uncredited. Yeah, so it's only credited as being a Tommy mm-hmm. Wallace film. Gaswise, we have Tom Atkins as Dr. Daniel Chalice. Big Tom. Uh, Stacey Nelkin as Ellie Grimbridge. Dan O'Hurley. Yeah, we'll go with that. As Conal Cochran. <laughs> um, and to be fair, outside of that, None of the other characters really There's matter. Bunch of robot dudes. Bunch of robot dudes. One of which is played by Dick Warlock. I he still... plays the assassin. Mate, Dick Warlock is the greatest name in history. Yes. And and that motherfucker played Michael Myers in Halloween too. Yeah. There's not that not one. Really... Not that one. The original Halloween too. There's not really that many cast members that actually like are important to this plot. Yeah, there's a bunch of side players in this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with no one, really. 
those three people will do. Yes. Um, Plotline wise, uh, kids all over America want silver shamrock masks for Halloween. Dr. Daniel Chalice seeks to uncover a plot by Silver Shamrock. Silver Shamrock? Silver Shamrock owner Conal Conran. Cochran. I can read words, guys. It's fine. Um, I don't really know what the budget was for this packet of crisps. Uh, budget was two and a half million, apparently. Made and 14. it made 14.4. That's fucking ridiculous. But it was still, at the time, the lowest gross in a Halloween movie. I know, but still, mm-hmm. fucking quadrupled its money in a bit, didn't it? At this stage, I want to give a shout out to uh, Darcy the Male Girl from Joe Bob Briggs' show, <sighs> aka Diana Prince, who I have never known a human being go to fucking bat for this movie like she does. Uh, she legitimately loves this movie and talks about this movie all the fucking time. So, just want to give a little shout out. So, it's well known your like how we kind of feel about halloween so at this point of the 13 halloween movies that have been released i have seen 10 of them i've I've, seen two i've only this will be the third one because we covered the original we covered halloween h2o we've covered this so the only ones i haven't seen are the original halloween 2 4 and 5 um i've seen everything else um i am not a michael myers fan I, of all the three big, big three, he's my least favourite. And I'm kind of a casual Halloween fan, which is probably why I like the movies in the franchise that everybody fucking hates. Like, I only saw H2O when I was a kid because I loved fucking Scream. And I only watched the Rob Zombie ones at the time because I was a huge Rob Zombie fan. And then I've kind of just watched, like, I've seen all of the David Gordon Green trilogy, which are the new ones. And I've seen obviously bits and pieces there. But, like, I was never a huge, like, Michael Myers fan. My favourite thing about those more recent, the Gordon Green Halloweens, is that every time one came out, you'd be like, I'm going out with my mum, we're going to go watch Michael kill people. It was like a bonding thing for you yeah. and your mum. And I love that for you. When we saw Halloween Ends, my mum came out of it and she's like, that Corey kid didn't have a chance. He's like, his mum's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... For real, for real. Yeah, um, it's like your little bonding thing with your mum. My mum would have been the new Hellraiser, but literally she went, how was it? And I was like, shit. And she was like, I don't want to say it then, never mind. So yeah, we were like, I'm kind of like a passive Halloween fan at best. Although I do appreciate, I will say, out of all of the like fucking horror fandoms, and I say this with love, the Halloween fans are fucking lunatics. Like, our highest played episode ever is the Halloween Kills episode. And those guys are so fucking passionate. Some of them are a bunch of Richie Kirsches. That's a really niche reference if you don't know what I'm saying, but yeah. Um, And like, but they are, like, they will go to bat for that boy. So when this movie came out, everybody was like, what the shit is this? Mm. And it's one of those movies that's had, like, when you see Halloween rankings, it appears usually in people's lists towards the bottom with like a resurrection and now ends because everybody's decided Halloween ends is the worst one. Um, but like, I think it was one of those things like John Carpenter didn't want to bring Michael Myers back for the second one. He just wanted the original Halloween to be like a one and done Michael Myers story. And then he always envisioned the Halloween franchise becoming like an anthology franchise Every movie comes out every year. It's a different story. It's a different thing. But it's just under the Halloween branding. Then obviously they forced him to do Halloween 2. 
So as he turns around and says, he's like, I got drunk, wrote it in a night and just cashed my check. <laughs> Didn't direct it. I was like, lad. Um, and then obviously, like, he finally got the chance to kind of move the franchise in this direction here. Um, and then obviously the movie tanked. So they inevitably brought Michael back. And then Michael's run rampant ever since. This is the only Halloween movie that doesn't have Michael Myers in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so understandably, people were pissed off. I mean, I get it. I'm a Jason fan. I've seen my boy be a fucking body hopping worm and I've seen him fucking be an imposter. So I understand. Um, But you are not a Michael Myers fan at all, are you? So how did you feel when I broached the subject of covering a non-Michael Myers featuring Halloween movie? Totally okay with it. I was glad to not have to deal with Michael Myers again. I mean, to be fair, I don't like any of the big three, so... If 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 you had to pick a favorite though, who would it be based on the movie? Like it's really weird to get you to judge based on the movies that we've seen because you've only seen Nightmare on Elm Street, New Nightmare, Jason Takes Manhattan, and then fucking Halloween, Halloween H two O, and then this. Probably Jason. Yes, that's my wife's ladies. Though, mostly because of the camp counselor Jason comic. Book. Oh, actually, <laughs> no, I say that you you were kind of watched. Uh, Friday seen... part six with me because I had it on the other week and you were in the room when it was on so you were kind of watching bits and pieces of it sure because six is the one where he gets resurrected at the beginning and then he's like the little kids are in it we're dead meat we're oh, real yeah. dead meat and I have seen Freddy vs Jason yes years ago more on that later um years ago but yeah probably Jason if I had to pick one, if someone held a gun to my head and was like, you have to pick one of these fuckers. That's my wife, ladies and gentlemen. But your favourite slasher character is Chucky, isn't it, right? Yes. Because you... I don't know why. Technically it's Tiffany, but I feel like default it's also Chucky. You put him in a Victorian baby eating machine and he's over and done with <laughs> um, So, yeah. what? He's a sassy little prick. That's why I like Did... him. So, Season of the Witch is the weird one. Because you, for the longest time, thought I'd seen this movie, right? Yes. Because I'm obsessed with the iconography of this film. Yes. I am obsessed with the masks, um, and I'm obsessed with the whole Silver Shamrock thing. Silver Shamrock. The amount of times that I have nearly bought those fucking masks. and I nearly bought you those fucking figurines so many times. The NECA ones. That's so cool. But I couldn't find any that were reasonably priced. Yeah, they are really fucking cool. So... I have always kind of had a weird thing with this movie where I'm like, I've never seen it, but I love the, like, masks and the little, like, kid characters from it, I guess. Because um, they kind of are the unofficial mascots of this movie. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what is annoying about this movie, though, actually. is because, like, obviously when I was looking for stuff for you for Christmas, I did look at a lot of the merch from this movie. And I've got to say this now. As a woman, I'd picked up a few different different places and every time they're like, oh, yeah, it's from the third Halloween movie. Like, this is what happens in it. Like, this is the point of the character. I'm like, I have tits. I can still figure out how a horror movie works, guys. <laughs> like, it's fine. You don't need to explain to me the characters. I'm looking at Elvis because I know what the fuck they are. Yeah. Like, what is with that? It's the whole, like, hey, man, I'm a girl in a video game shop. And they're like, are you buying it for your boyfriend? I've had that happen to me so many fucking times as well. And let me be clear... For anyone who doesn't know, look, I don't look like a girly girl. In all honesty, when we go out together, I think most people assume that I'm a lesbian and you're like just one of my boyfriends. Because I do give off, and I've been told this by numerous people, I give off big gay vibes. Because mm. I have like the tomboy, like the short, short hair. I tend to wear a lot of flannel. Um, 
But like they will still do is it. She like, a lesbo. <laughs> my my as my friend once said, my uh, my vibes are impeccable. Um, but it happens a lot. Like I will go to game shops. They're like, oh, you buying it for your dad? You buying it for your brother? I'm like, no, I'm buying it for me, fucker. Mm. I remember when I went and bought. Uh, it was one of the Devil May Cry games. Mm. And uh, people like the amount of three different men in the shop were like, oh, are you buying it for your brother? No. Buying it for me. I'm not gonna, like, I wouldn't mind if I looked like super, super, super girly. I'd kind of maybe understand it a little bit more. Mm. But I don't. But yeah, it happened, it happened a lot when I was looking for merch for this fucking Imagine game. Imagine trying to video. fucking mansplain Halloween 3. Days. I know. <laughs> That's so random. And then he was trying to explain, like, Matt, like one of the guys, like, legitimately, I was in London as well, so this happened a lot in London. I was trying to mansplain to me the company who made them because they're NECA figures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I know what NECA is. We have NECA figures in our house. Like, I'm not a fucking dumbass. They don't just make horror stuff. NECA make a lot of shit. This is a NECA. I know. But yeah, and I was like, will you stop trying to mansplain fucking Halloween 3 to me? Like, fuck off. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Like, so, like, I went in, like, four different shops it happened in. And they'd be like, oh, you're always from this movie and, like, there's, like, these masks. I'm like, I fucking know. Well, I mean, it's not hilarious. It's, like, it's, it's fucking awful, but... Like, but part of me with stuff like that, I'm always a little bit like, are you trying to mansplain to me? Or are you also just really excited about the fact that somebody else likes this film? Yeah. And you're oversharing. Or, you're just like, wow! or are you just trying to make a sale is the other, yeah. like, the other tactic. But I'm just there like, it doesn't sit well. No. It's definitely not a great sales tactic because all it makes me do is go, I don't want to buy shit from you. This is coming off a little bit misogynistic, babes. Yeah. Lol. That's hilarious. Um, so what 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 did you know about this movie? Uh, I knew that there was the masks. Because the guy in the shop told you. Yeah, I knew about the jingle. Because the guy in the shop told me. Because the guy in the shop told me. Uh, I knew it didn't have Michael Myers in it. Because the guy in the shop told you. He did. I knew <laughs> that it definitely wasn't a Jason movie. It definitely wasn't a Freddy movie. Because the guy, the guy in the shop, he told me about that. Um, no, I, like, I knew quite a lot about the film. But also I think I was expecting a slightly different film. Yeah. I was not expecting Stonehenge robot cult. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, this... And how long is it to get to Halloween? Look, I assumed it'd start maybe a few days before Halloween. Eight days. Because the song is Ain't No Days Till Halloween. Yeah. And then it would very quickly get to Halloween and the kids would become possessed by the masks and they would be the killers. Like, that's what I assumed was going to happen in this mm-hmm. film. It's not what happens in this fucking movie. Yeah. Like, it's I was a... sat there waiting, like, when are the kids going to get possessed and start killing all yeah. of their did parents? Yeah, did you think it was, like, did you think it was, like, a Buffy situation where they turned yeah. into the Halloween costumes? Yeah, well, not yeah, into yeah. the Halloween costumes, but I just assumed, like, it'd, like, take them over. Yeah. And they would turn into, like, the killers. Mm. Yeah, because you don't really... So, considering how, like, iconic the witch, jack-o'-lantern and skull kids are... Like, the amount of t-shirt companies that make t-shirts based on this Yeah, movie, you only see one kid. You see the three kids at the end, because mm. they all go into the gas station. But that's really the only time you see the three of them together. Yeah, like you see the shadows of them all walking out on Halloween night, yeah. but like... Michael Doherty certainly did. Oh. oh. Um, but yeah, you don't get to see a lot of the kids in the masks. Yeah. But yeah, I honestly thought... I didn't realise it was like a child murder cult. I honestly thought it was like the kids were going to yeah. get possessed. This movie is legitimately wild as fuck. It is wild as fuck. Like, it's it's fucking weird. Like, 
And the thing is, the problem the problem with this movie is, and I'm just going to say it out front, and I don't really care if people agree with me or not. This is a fucking good movie, and the fact that it's got the Halloween name on it really fucking dampens the movie. Yeah. If this movie was just called Season, Season of, of the, the Witch, Witch like, of the because it's a really fucking good movie, and like people are just like, oh yeah, but it's shit because like Mickey Myers ain't in it, and I'm like, yeah, but you've got fucking twelve other movies with the fucking dude in them. Like this is great. This is a good movie, and like it's really interesting as well. Like. Um, because the whole plot doesn't really get revealed until the end. Mm. So it's kind of like this, like, fucking Westworld, Stonehenge, fucking Samhain cult movie. But, like, it starts off, like, fucking Christine, which is mental because it came out a year before Christine. Some fucking dudes being chased in a car in a very Christine-esque way. And then this fucking robot dude gets out and, like, tries to kill him. And then, obviously, the robot dude gets crushed. But, like, it, it it's like... you Because you, you think immediately... You, because if you have any prior knowledge of this movie from the iconography or the song or anything, you're kind of like, oh, cool, this is like, uh, you know, kids are going to get possessed or fucked up by these evil masks movie. And then this robot motherfucker comes out of nowhere and you're like, um, what is this now? Yeah, it's a very confusing film. Yeah. Um, I didn't hate it. But to be fair, I think after doing uh, Army of Darkness, I was just excited to have something that was fairly decent. Also, I want to shout out my man Tom Atkins. He's 46 in this movie. He's a lot of running. And this motherfucker is running all over the place. <laughs> and he's got, like, lovely coiffed hair. He's got a fucking moustache that Hulk Hogan would be proud of. This motherfucker, he's like... He is grabbing all of the ass available to him. Yeah, I mean... Fair play, Tom. Like... Eh. I mean... Tom Atkins. What a guy. What a fucking legend. Um, But yeah, it's... um, It's a weird... Like, it is a weird film. Like, I understand if you don't like this movie in the context of the Halloween franchise for obvious reasons... But, like, as a standalone movie, like, to come out in the early 80s, it's quite audacious. It's got, like, a lot of stuff going on. And as um, the guy who directed it, Tommy Lee Wallace, turns around and says, like, Deborah Hill is the one that came up with the idea of, like, magic and technology together, being, like, a techno-pagan, I guess, which is what Jennifer Callender refers to herself as in Buffy. Mm. And it's the idea of, like using but i don't like the two it's weird because the two main things that silver shamrock are doing in this movie and please somebody explain to me if i'm wrong like seem very at odds of each other they are using the magic of the stone of stonehenge to do the sawan ritual in which they need to murder the kids to make the sacrifice on the night for part of the ritual but the actual magic from the Stonehenge rock that they're like channeling has fuck all to do with the masks or is it like the masks hypnotize the kids and then the chip is in the mask but does the chip have no idea but like this is a whole plan is very complex but this is what i mean like does the chip have the magic in it because that's what causes the kids to get fucked up on all the snakes and stuff i think maybe 
Maybe. I don't fucking know. Because, like, the, the masks themselves aren't possessed. No. They just cause the kids to get, like, fucked up and then all, like, the snakes and... Do you know my favourite thing about this entire film, though, is? Like, they were obviously planning for this to fail. Because they're still making the masks and they have, like, fucking thousands of the chips just, like, in the warehouse. Yeah. Like, minutes before the ritual is due to start. Yeah. Like... Although... Were you plotting on it failing? Like, I don't... And why have you... Why are you still making masks? Like, you're not selling them at this point. Yeah, like, I'm wondering if the magic is in the chips or the medallions. Because when that lady's fucking with one in the motel... It must be in the chip. The fucking laser beam comes out and, like, fucks her face up. Yeah. I'm assuming it's in the chip. Yeah. Like, there's got to be some transference of magic. Yeah. But, like, I don't really know. Yeah. I'm assuming so. I don't really know. The whole plot was very wishy-washy. Yeah. Like, that that was the only bit that really didn't make sense to me. They were like, masks, kids, bugs, Stonehenge? Yeah. It's like it's like Mad Libs. It's like somebody just went, hey man, Stonehenge. Love it. Like, where are you going with this? Creepy masks. Good. Uh, I think ro- people know how mad lips work. Right? Robot assassins? Question mark. <laughs> and everyone's like, "Fuck it, all of it. It's all in the movie." Fucking Star Magic Jackson <laughs> was involved in the making of this film. He's like, "I've got to go put some cowboys in Back to the Future, y'all." <laughs> Could you fuck? It genuinely feels like that, though. It genuinely feels like they they fucking gave a bunch of kids cans of Red Bull and then went shout out the first thing that comes to your head, and then they just went, "Love it. It's, it's all in the in movie." The movie. <laughs> But like, what did what did you think of like the the essence of this movie? What did you think of the actual like as confusing as it is? What did you think of the story of this film? I, um, I'm trying to be very uh, middle ground on it. Like, I don't want to be like it was really good because I know part of that is just because of how much I disliked Arm of Darkness. <laughs> I completely never No, I know, but it's because we watched basically yeah. we were watching them. No, this is the night after we watched Art yeah, of yeah. Darkness. So like that is in the back of my head. I'm like, yeah, this movie is great. And I'm like, was it, or were you just glad it was an Army of Darkness? <laughs> like, I kind of like the plot. I think it was a little bit too slow. <coughs> yeah. There is not enough death, murder, and mayhem in it for me. There's a lot of Tom Atkins doing grab ass. Yeah, I, de- I didn't particularly like Tom Atkinson's character, which I think really didn't help. Also, how many women is Tom Atkins fucking in this movie? He's He's got an ex-wife. Mm-hmm. He's apparently fucking one of the nurses. At least one of them. Because he's all talking about like taking her out for fucking dinner and shit. And then he like bangs Ellie. And he's probably like, you know, probably would have shagged her robot version. <laughs> a bit of a gadabout. He's a bit of a he's a bit of a geezer in this movie. A bit of a movie, gadabout, that man is. Um, so yeah, like as a as a film with a plot, I do agree with you. I think it takes. Also, just on a side note of him fucking all these women, the only reason he ends up there is because the he's definitely trying to bang Ellie. He abandons his ex-wife and his two children, who he's supposed to be taking for the night, to go and play grab ass with Ellie. Yeah. Like he's the worst human. It's not a good dude. Tom Atkins, however, national treasure. Sure. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. Because like the first part of this movie is kind of like a mystery. Like we're trying to solve the mystery of how like Ellie's dad died. 
Like, why is it connected to Silver Shamrock? How is it connected to Silver Shamrock? And I think he only gets involved. Like, to kind of give Chalice some credit here, I think he does kind of get involved because he suspects that maybe the company that made the masks murdered her dad. And he's like, wow, my ex-wife, who I dislike, has bought my kids these masks. So maybe my kids are in danger. He's all like, maybe I can solve the mystery, save my kids and get my dick sucked. I think that's like I'm trying to I give mean, him a little bit I'm of credit. I'm not here. giving him any credit. He literally <laughs> abandoned his children when it was his time turn to take care of them to fuck a twenty five year old. And kill an army of robots. He didn't know he was gonna be killing an army of robots when he agreed to go play Grabass, did he? Also, one thing I wanna know about this movie is obviously the Silver Shamrock Corporation are very well financed and Conal Cochran has, like, a fuck ton of money. And they talk about how, like, he engineered, like, a lot of, like, kids' toys and, like, practical joke stuff back in the day. I want to know, because this this place where it's set, it's set in some part of California, right? Like, on the so. outskirts of California. How the fuck did my mans transfer a fucking rock from Stonehenge from fucking... Where is Stonehenge? Whitby? Sussex? Somewhere Salisbury. up there. Salisbury. Salisbury. To fucking America. I made my friend drive past Stonehenge last time I visited. I know, but still, that doesn't answer my question. Like, I don't know. Better question is, I think it's been um, proven now that the way that the actual stones themselves came from Wales. Right. How the fuck did they get those stones from Wales to Salisbury? Yeah, but it's like the Easter Island dudes. Yeah. Like, because those are not man-made. They rolled it. Are, or are they man-made? The heads on Easter Island. I have no idea. Because like that's always been a mystery to me as well. It's like Mount Rushmore. Like, well, I think the general consensus is that they are man-made, but they were like created in where they already are. Like they were rock formations that they've just carved it into. I, yeah. I maybe, but yeah, like that they they did some nesting, and I think they found that like the rocks are like from Wales originally, and they had been rolled, pushed, and dragged. To fucking Salisbury. So, I'm going to sound really fucking stupid asking this question. And I'm already regretting asking it. Okay. What is the deal with Stonehenge? Is that Are the stones in Stonehenge meant to have some kind of like magical properties? Nobody knows. Is that why people go there for like seances Nobody and rituals knows. and shit? Because it's, it's protected, there, isn't it? It's a yeah, protected landmark. It's a protected landmark. Uh, there's so many different theories on what it could be. Uh, some people might think it's, like, it's, a gi- it's a giant sundial, like as tell the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, ritual site. Aliens. Aliens is a prevalent theory. Uh, witchcraft. But nobody actually fucking knows. But, again, stupid follow-up question. Mm-hmm. What would be the connection between Salwan or Samhain, as it's written, and, like, the stones from Stonehenge? Because that was another thing that didn't really make any sense to me. It was, like, he said that he had, like, a Salwan ritual that he needed to do on Halloween. And they stole this specific block of like Stonehenge for the ritual but I was like as far as I know Salwan is like Gaelic it's a Gaelic mm-hmm. <laughs> but like that's not got fuck all to do with Stonehenge as far as I'm aware so that was that bit was really confusing to me and that's why I asked the question of like is it meant to have some kind of magical properties well it depends on who you ask because obviously like <clears throat> a lot of Wiccan groups pagan groups and magic users uh, tend to do like rituals and things like that. Stonehenge, like it is viewed as like essentially like a religious place. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, for that reason alone, there would be ties to Samhain for it. But, I like, nobody actually knows what the fuck Stonehenge is. I reckon they just used it because they were like, this sounds cool. Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, um, they celebrate Samhain at Stonehenge. It, it, it has happened there for fucking years and years and years. They have a massive uh, Samhain celebration every year. Do you know what? I was, like, last year, years older, and I found out that it was pronounced Samhain rather than Samhain. Yeah. I always thought it was pronounced Samhain. Mm. Spelling, man. Um, but, like, it's been held there for years. Like, they have a huge, like, ritual, I guess, celebration. Yeah. Um, to celebrate it. So, like, it makes sense that, like, it would be used in that way of, like, it's a magic circle. But no one actually knows what it is. It's one of life's mysteries. Also... What would have been? What would have been like their plan? Because like you see, adults with the mask on in this mm-hmm. movie. So you see the guy at the beginning, her dad have the mask. Mm-hmm. You see Chalice get a mask, and then you see like the lady not get masked, but she gets fucked up by the Miss mask. Fire, yeah. If the whole point of their plan was to just kill children, what would the, what would have happened if the adults had bought the masks? I don't think it really matters. I don't think it specifically needed to be children. I think it was just that they were like. Fuck it, kids. Mm. It is some like real fucking Ethan Rain shit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> like the whole time, the whole plot, like the, the whole fucking plan is so convoluted and odd. Yeah. Like, because the thing is, as well, is those um, little silver shamrock things aren't even attached well, which means that easily enough they could just come off. And well, that's masks what are fucking useless. That's what happens to the lady, isn't it? Yeah, no, I know. She's got just the the little. Um, Disc. Disc. But, like, they're not well-fitted, which means that, like, they could just come off, which would make the masks completely fucking useless. Yeah. Like, the plan is very wishy-washy. They was not good at making plans. No. Um, I love the fact that they play Halloween at least twice in this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Which kind of breaks the in-universe continuity. Obviously, they're not set in the same universe. But then they re-break that in the new David Gordon Green trilogy because you see in Halloween Kills three kids wearing the costumes and i was like i realize that's an easter egg but you've now but that movie could exist in the halloween universe yeah true true silver shamrock i mean to be fair like this is the thing because halloween kills follows on from halloween 2018 so it's a direct sequel to halloween so in that timeline halloween 3 doesn't exist but it could just be that like a thing in pop culture Although, saying that, David Gordon Green wrote an ending to Halloween Ends where it ended on the Silver Shamrock Factory spitting out the three masks, but then they stop and they start making Michael Myers masks, thus alluding to the fact that Michael Myers was possibly possessed by, like, Silver Shamrock magic, but then they never filmed it, and I was like, oh, man. That would have been a great ending. Yeah, I was like, that would have been cool, because then that could have just suggested that, like, Somebody could just buy a Michael Myers mask and become Michael Myers. Um, well, no, because they don't get possessed by the masks, do they? Wow. I don't really know, because they could have just rewritten the rules of it if if they wanted to. But, mm. um, yeah, so there are a lot of, like, when you start to really think about the villain plan in this movie, there are, like, a lot of plot holes that really fall apart. But, like, what... Uh, see, I also think it's interesting that, like, the violence in this movie was a big thing. It's the reason why the one of the writers walked away because he said it was too violent. I don't think this is a particularly violent movie. 
I think there's some like gnarly fucking deaths in it when the dude gets his fucking skull squished in and his nose pushed up into his brain. But you don't really see it out of a lot. And that woman's face when she gets fucked up with a laser is pretty grim. Oh, and they don't they crush a dude's head as well? Like two robots like or they pull his head off. They pull his head off. But like other than that, there's there's some like human on robot violence in this. Um, yeah, I don't think it was. It wasn't particularly gory and or violent. Yeah, absolutely. And they don't um, like you don't really see any gore with the kids, like the little kid that falls over in the pumpkin mask. You just see the snakes and stuff crawl out of him, but you don't see what his face has become underneath it. No. It's not like they show like grisly kid deaths or anything like that. No, I thought it was a fairly tame film, yeah. even even by like the eighties standards, because eighties the fucking eighties was the wild wild west for horror movies. Mm. And I thought, realistically, this was like a very toned... Considering this movie, you buy it on Blu-ray, or you used to be able to buy it on DVD, it was a fucking 18 over here. And I was like, really? I was like, what makes this movie an 18? There's no... There's like half a boob in it. Yeah. Um, and then there's like not even that much swearing in it. I think there's pretty minimal swearing. Yeah. And like, you don't really see a lot of, a lot of violence in it. There's not a huge amount of violence in it at all. So I was very surprised to to see the rating on it but um yeah i i really enjoyed it i was i was really surprised how because i because having never seen this movie and it's one that i've always just kind of been a bit like ambivalent towards just kind of my feelings towards the franchise in general but i was a bit like not really expecting a hell of a lot going into it Mm. but i was pleasantly surprised and tommy lee wallace who directed it obviously went on to make the it miniseries the original Mm. tim curry miniseries which is uh, fucking classic. But did you have anything else that you wanted to bring Not up? Not really. Like, I didn't hate it. I think it's a bit slow paced. I think that's my main problem with this entire film is it's just a little bit of slow paced. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, like, I didn't hate it. Yeah, it's a weird one. Considering there's, like, a countdown. They're counting down to Halloween. There's no, like, ticking clock. There's yeah. no haste no. to, like get this situation stopped or to yeah. kind of to kind of like they're like right it's the 24th of october we've got a week okay yeah like there's an entire point in this film where ellie and mustache man are just like oh no we have so much time to kill we should have sex like there's literally a plot point in this movie like yeah. tom atkins is like thrill me um I do. I did. There was one scene particularly that you pointed out that it made me laugh. Like when I when I looked up to see what was going on, the fucking bit where they're sneaking into the factory behind the fucking uh, rack. Scooby doing around the factory. <laughs> it's so like rolling behind the fucking rack of masks like no one would fucking notice. It's it. so like, fucking. It's such a Scooby Doo moment, and I was like, "Fuck me." Did you? Were you expecting Cochrane to be revealed as a robot at one point? Because I was like, I was like, we're at this point where this motherfucker could be a robot. No, I always assumed Cochran was human because he created all of the other robots. Did you see Ellie being a robot coming? Yes. I, I didn't really, I didn't really think about it. I was like, oh, he's got her back. And then she was they like. He got separated and it was far too easy for him to escape with her. And I was like, she's a fucking robot. Yeah. And then there's an amazing shot in this movie. If you've ever seen this movie, you know what I'm talking about. Where her body is lying face down. And her head is detached from her body. And they've positioned her head so her head is staring at her own ass. 
<laughs> it's so fucking weird. I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it was very, very bizarre. But there's a lot of bizarre shit in this movie. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis gets a vocal cameo in this movie twice. She's uh, a tannoy announcer and she's also a phone operator, which is nice. Um, nice to have Jamie Lee back in the fold. Um, but I have to ask you, as someone who isn't a Michael Myers fan and as someone who kind of enjoyed this movie, do you wish that... The yes, Hall I do. I wish it had continued to be an anthology. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I love how you're like, ah! <laughs> I fucking hate Michael Myers. <laughs> Correction! I hate Michael Myers, except in the Counselor Jason comics, because he's cute in that. He's all like, Bezzy mates. He's like, good friends with Jason. He's like, hanging out with Laurie. He's like, that's my sister. We do fun Halloween shit together. Jason takes Carrie to the prom. Yeah. Those comics are delightful. And I want all good things forever for the woman who makes them. Yeah. So, to finish my sentence... Sorry. Do you wish it had become an anthology? Or yeah. do you wish that they'd done, like, a parallel anthology franchise? Like uh, a TV series or something, like Tales from Halloween? I wish it had just become an anthology. I, because I, yeah, I get, like, I, I get it from both sides. Like, this is a fucking great movie. But I also get why people are like, oh, I just want Michael Myers back. Like, I understand it. People want what they fucking want. But also, this movie has a fucking really abrupt ending. Yeah, it does. I quite like the fact that it has an yeah, abrupt so ending. Yeah, so do I. Because I, I, you don't really know... Whether he saved everyone or not. Yeah. Because he obviously burns the factory down mm -hmm. with Cochrane and all the robots inside and he destroys all the masks. But then there's like the three, as we said, the three kids roll up at the end at the gas station and he's trying to get them to turn the TV networks off. And it's the witch. The witch steps in, doesn't she? She's yeah, in front she's of the TV. turning the channels over. And he gets two of them stopped. But then it literally stops on like the pumpkin. It's like, him screaming into the yeah. phone, turn it off. And the pumpkin's like flickering on the screen. Yeah. Which is another thing I liked as well, because for the majority of the Halloween movies, they open up with like an actual pumpkin, yeah, like burning or coming apart or whatever. This one, if you're watching the title screen behind the words, it's actually being created digitally yeah. on a computer, which I think is a really fucking cool way of doing it. It ties into how different this movie is to the rest of the franchise while paying homage to like the opening credits of the first two, which I really like. I think it's a really cool idea. Um... The technology stuff, I didn't really think come into it, though. Like, they were like, hey, man, we have an advert and we have a bank of computers, but nobody really knows what we're doing. Yeah, the plan's just a bit wishy-washy. Yeah, that's the problem. yeah, I agree. Right, shall we final thoughts and ratings it? Yeah. So, yeah, go on, give me your final thoughts and a rating for Season of the Witch. Just be the season of the witch. Um, ba, 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 ba. Think it's a little bit too slow for me to actually enjoy it. However, it is my favourite of the Halloween movies we've watched. Mm -hmm. Take from that what you will. Um, oh, I couldn't stand the main character. I think uh, Chalice is a dick. <laughs> 
and is stinking with his dick for most of this movie. He does have luxurious hair, though. He does have luxurious hair. Um, I will give it a 2.5. No, 3. Nice. Solid middle ground, 3. Nice. No, nice. Nice. Um, yeah, I had a lot of fun with this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, after, like, this is a 41-year-old movie. Like, it's kind of weird to, like, watch a 41-year-old movie for the first time and be like, I don't really know what I expected. But, like, yeah, I had no idea that this movie was going to be about cults and rituals and fucking robots and Sauron and all kinds of fucking nonsense. I was thinking a similar, like, lines to yourself. If it was going to be like, hey, man, these kids are going to get possessed by these masks. Mm. Let's fucking go. Um, I also love the fact that the tagline for this movie is is the night that no one came home, yeah. which is a play on obviously the tagline. Yeah, the first. Came home, yeah. yeah, which I fucking love. I think that's great. I had a lot of fun with it. I agree that there are some pacing issues. Like the first half of the movie does drag a little bit when you're tr- when you're trying to get through the whole like Ellie's death, Ellie's dad's death, like the shagathon bit to get to kind of the point of the film, and then in doing so, the finale is a little bit rushed. Um, I love how moustache twirly the villain is. He just reminds me straight up of Ethan Rain from Buffy. And I'm into it. Um, I still love the costumes. Like, I am at some point going to own every one of those Silver Shamrock masks. Like, it is my life's mission to own a set of Silver Shamrock masks. Um, and I think the jingle is massively overplayed. Yeah. Um, and I cannot believe I was today years old when I realised it was to the tune London of London Bridge. Bridge. I was like... Um, so I was a bit like, I can't believe I didn't figure that out. But you don't really think about it, because in your head it is just like silver shamrock, silver shamrock. And if you haven't heard London Bridge for a long time, like it is kind of although, bizarrely enough, this is the second movie in a row now that we've watched that's had a reference to London Bridge in it. Because we in the director's cut of Army of Darkness, he does the London Bridge as he's like trying to stamp on the mini ashes. So that's kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of fun with this movie. Like, big respect to Tom Atkins for being an absolute fucking living legend. I've watched three movies of that dude in, in like two weeks. Is uh, it London Bridge is the bridge that um, American American bought? What? So years ago, years and years ago, American guy bought London Bridge. Mm-hmm. If anyone's ever seen London Bridge, London Bridge is pretty fucking boring. Uh, but he bought London Bridge, assuming it was Tower Bridge, and like we did, like the London Bridge we have now is actually a different bridge. <coughs> Lol. Um, I think it was like a guy from Maryland. Well, did he have it like shipped to him or something? I think so. Fuck. Um, American. Apologies for this, guys. I don't know where she's going with this. I was just a weird <clears throat> fact that I had. So, yeah, like, not being a Halloween purist, I was able to enjoy this movie for what it was. I think it's a fucking great standalone movie. I think it's a really interesting, like, horror movie. Like, I really like the idea of it. Yes. Yeah, it did. It's in Arizona now. Okay. It was bought in... I don't know what year, but it was bought for $2,460,000. The shit cost $240,000 to ship it to America. It's now in Arizona, in uh, Lake Havasu. Okay. 
So yeah, I had a lot of fun with this movie. As I say, as someone who's not a fan of the franchise, I enjoyed it. I think it's a really good standalone movie. I think it's a fucking wild film. Uh, the John Carpenter score is fucking amazing. John Carpenter and um, I can't remember who the other guy is that does it with him, but yeah. it's um, it Alan Howarth, I think it is. But it's a fucking great score. It's a top tier John Carpenter score. Yeah, and I I love the fact that like even though I have only just watched it for the first time, like I love seeing people talk about this movie now. Like I love the fact that people have kind of come round to it and and kind of like do enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I would give it probably like a solid three. Like I don't know, <clears throat> I don't know how often I'll rewatch it, but I am glad that I finally saw it and I can kind of tick it off the list. Um, I'm sure you guys don't care, but I probably will just go and watch Halloween 2 and 4 and 5 now, just so I can say that I've watched the whole franchise. But yeah, solid way to kill an hour and a half. Um, an interesting fork in the road that's, that's one of the several timelines for the Halloween franchise. This is the only movie in the Halloween franchise that stands in its own timeline on its own, because you've got Halloween 1 and 2, 4 and 5, and 6. Then you've got Halloween, Halloween 2018, Halloween Ends, Halloween Kills... Then you've got this, then you've got Halloween, Halloween h Row, Halloween Resurrection, and then you've also got the Rob Zombie stuff as well. So, yeah, a lot of forks in that road. But, yeah, so that's our thoughts on Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. What do you guys think of Halloween Season of the Witch? Do you enjoy it? Is it one that you watch, you haven't watched, you don't watch, you hate it because it's not got Michael Myers in it? Whatever your opinion of it is, come find us on social media, S-I-M-A-H-F-Pod on Twitter, Summer Horror Fan, all lowercase, all one word, on Tumblr and Instagram. Let us know what you think of Halloween. Let us know what you think of Halloween Season of the Witch. Um, we will be back next Monday with a look at Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Um, so, yeah, a, a, again, another different movie. Um, so, yeah, we'll be interested to see what you think of uh, Dream Warriors. So stay tuned. We'll be back next week with that. As always, I am Simon. I'm Lee. And I almost forgot, because of the way we're recording this, we will actually be back this Friday with Across in the Stream where we'll be looking at David Bruckner's The Night House and then back next Monday for a regular episode on Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. But as always, stay spooky, stay safe, take care. Bye!